0: The space between the known and the unknown is called fear. And that fear does have the, the ability just to just paralyze it. It stops us in our track. I'm afraid to whatever it is you want to do. So I'm not going to, it paralyzes you. However, the people that are strong, the people that are committed, the people that are driven say the exact same thing. I'm afraid to, I'm going to do it anyway. And the growth you get from that, man, you can't, the growth you get from that just makes everything else in your life easier right yeah you've had that success you've tasted the sweet nectar of success you've tasted your ability to overcome something that was traumatic or dramatic or super spooky however you want to say it you overcame that so the next time something comes into your life you're like wait a minute that's right I did fall off that bike once but I got back on and I rode it again now look at me willing doing wheelies on a motorcycle I ain't afraid anymore you know, so it just changes the uh, the set point or the balance point of your life. It just pushes up a knot every time you do something that you're afraid of. Or it can leave you right in your tracks and you just keep treading the same water over and over and over and keep asking yourself why you're not moving forward. Keep making excuses for saying what you wish, or what you want and not showing the actions.
1: Hello, I'm Rita Hyland and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you wanna take your life, business or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology and a bit of spiritual wisdom To help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Today, I am excited to have a very special guest with us, Chris Smith. Chris is a former Navy SEAL with decades of experience in the SEAL teams and other special mission operations. Throughout his military training as a Navy SEAL operator, he was always amassing unique sets of skills to find a better way to make him clever, sneaky, and quick. Chris is a serial entrepreneur and multiple business owner. He's the founder and co-owner of Trident CrossFit in Alexandria, Virginia, which is one of the largest CrossFit gyms in the country. He's also a seasoned adventure athlete. He recently competed in the Echo Challenge Fiji 2019, an 11-day adventure race. He's also taken part in the Primal Quest 2016, a 465-mile 10-day adventure race, and competed in the Arrowhead 135. It's a 135-mile sled pole race. Chris believes the psychology of sport, fitness, and fun play a vital role in the success of a healthy lifestyle. Chris is also a life coach and mentor to people looking for a higher purpose to their lives. His mission is to help others overcome self-doubt and their perceived limitations, allowing them to unleash their full potential. As he describes it, it's not just about becoming a SEAL, but also the journey once we leave the SEAL teams. Chris, I am delighted that you're here.
0: I'm so excited, Rita. Finally glad to meet you and went to have a little chit-chat with you.
1: I know. We've made it come together. I'm proud yeah. of us. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on this show is because I've always had an admiration for The military. I come from a military family and I've always been intrigued about the training and mental preparation that is obviously required for one of the, what may be quantifiably considered one of the most intense or stressful professions. Today, I wanted to talk to you about you and your training and how your experience conditioned you to manage today's stress and setbacks and even failure and how that can translate to help civilians and leaders and even frontline responders in these difficult times. Yeah. Are you game? You game?
0: I am totally game 100%. And yes, it is the toughest training on the
1: planet. Oh, (laughs) I, I, that's that's why I think so many people are, you know, they obviously there's a mystery around it, but, but I think that's why it's, if you go to someone who's actually done it, and actually apply these things, then we know that they work. So I'm, I'm glad that we have the real, the real McCoy. Yeah. Um, before I want to go into that, I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about your background. And when did you know, or how do you make the decision that you want to become a Navy SEAL?
0: Yeah, tough. Super simple background. I'm a normal cat. I come from a normal family mom, dad, all happen. everything, two sisters, nothing special, nothing spectacular, although each one of my siblings does spectacular things. I think that's kind of um, attributed to my parents always saying that, yes, you can do anything you set your mind to, first off. So good structure coming from there. Um, as far as becoming a Navy SEAL, I think one day I woke up and I watched the movie Red Dawn and I realized that, wow, I'm the only protector of this family. And something like that happens. Someone's got to stand up for my family. And that was me. So that movie kind of inspired me, but also made me think about all the things I was doing. I was uh, already an adventure athlete, a triathlete at that time, and I was racing well, but I knew somewhere in my soul or my brain or my mind or my heart that I just wasn't pushing myself hard enough, or I had more to give. And I needed help finding, like, I needed some place to figure out where that was going to be. I couldn't do it myself. So I was looking for a team, a mentor, or a coach, or some organization or some group to kind of push me to see so I could see what I was actually made of and, and where, where my limitations were.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, sort of what what ma- what you're made of to and push you to your edges.
0: Yeah. yeah. We all can think you- that we can kind of push ourselves sometimes, uh, I think, but having someone else kind of put you that place, really, really, you know, grinds the diamond, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. And the community. I love it. What was, was, I guess, SEALs training, what you thought it was going to be from Red Dawn to... (laughs) From Red Dawn, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) To the
0: day, the first day that you show up. Yeah. First time I showed up was not Red Dawn. Trust me. (laughs) Uh, I think SEAL training at that time, there wasn't as much uh, information on, on, on the SEALs, really. They were a little I guess you'd say a little more clandestine then. So the only thing you ever heard about soul training was it's wicked hard. It's wicked cold. You will suffer a lot and most people fail. And that was really, really intriguing to me. I'm like, man, there was a guy that was in my high school who at the time was like the stud. Super awesome football player, good baseball player. All the chicks liked him. Like everything. He had everything going on. And I was working at Walmart. And he came back one day. I was like, oh, Bruce, man, where you been? He's all like dude, I'm in the Navy. I just got back from the toughest training ever. He didn't make it, but I was like, dude, if he can't do it, I am definitely signing up for that thing. So he kind of motivated me to I'm like, I want to be better than Bruce at something. So um, yeah, but it was super, super tough training. And the first day is not what you expect at all. My first day happened to end in, I wouldn't say my life's ultimate failure, but one of the Can you have a highlight of failure? Can you have that in your life? But it was a highlight of failure. Yeah. (laughs) It was totally like, I thought I was prepared. You know, I was was a little guy. I was on like 135, 139 pounds or something. And in your head, you have like all these ideas, these preconceived notions about what this training is going to be like and how tough it's going to be and all these things. And uh, we had this phrase that said, Oh, that wasn't in the brochure. Because in the brochure, it says, on the first day, you have to pass a life ta- saving test. It's really simple. You jump off the high dive. You tread some water. You tie your pants in a knot. You learn how to float and all that stuff. And it sounded really cool in the brochure, but the training <laughs> itself like it. is not the brochure. <laughs> so yeah. That was my fa- first failure. You know, like legitimately, it was such a slap in the face, or a punch in the chest, or a punch in the gut, or having you kicking the nuts, whatever you want to say, because. It was the first hour of the first day in Buds. Every single person that I loved, every single person that has been around me for the, the, the previous two years, and knew that I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Like everybody, I got the chillest thing about that. Every single person knew that that's what I was going to do. Hour one, day one, first evolution, I fail. <laughs> Wow. That was the first hour. It's like, what? What
1: did you
0: do? Oh, man. So like I said, the evolution, was, it was really simple. You jump off the high dive. You tread water for a little bit. You tie your boot. You take your boots off, tie your pants on. You know, you're floating. You learn how to save your life in the ocean. It's like a basic, hey, you want to be a Navy SEAL? It's a basic life-saving skill. Life fell miserably. It was me for the black guys and white guy. and literally uh in buds if you fail it back then if you fail an evolution you're like in the fleet you're getting kicked out i mean you have to like you're gone you're just a regular sailor then that's not what i really wanted to join the navy for i wanted to be a navy seal so that that lightning bolt that hit me just like oh my god you know my first evolution i just failed what to do well They brought the five or six of us, I can't remember exactly, but five or six of us to see the commander of BUDS at that time. We all stood on a line, you know, just waiting for someone else to decide your fate. Like, you've given up the right to choose your own path, to choose your own destiny because you chose to fail this evolution. So now someone else is going to tell you what the rest of your career is going to be, what the rest of your life is going to be. Like, I squandered it, I gave it up. But lucky for me, there was a Senior Chief, Senior Chief Goward who, man, you know, Buds is tough, Buds is a suffering program, but they want you to succeed. They want you to figure out who you are as well. And he was the guy that came to the entire group and just gave us a speech about how, you know, we think that the SEALs is about us, how we think this evolution, the life-saving evolution was about us. And it wasn't about that at all. What he relayed to us is that, dude, you're trying to serve a higher purpose. You're trying to join a team of elite individuals. You're trying to be someone special. You've got to stop thinking about how much treading water for 45 minutes makes you tired. How difficult it is to take your boots off underwater and tie knots on them. How tough it is to take the pants off and tie knots in the end and and fill them with air. You have to stop thinking about that and think about what you actually want to do why you actually want to be a Navy SEAL, why you're actually here. He put that in your brain. It's like, hey. And then he says, you know what? You, my friend, and he's talking to only the black guys, right? (laughs) You, my friend, have a higher purpose, have a greater responsibility. You need to step it up. And then literally like 12 minutes later, we're back in the pool and I passed the evolution. Everybody didn't pass by, I passed the evolution.
1: Nice. Yeah. What did that feel like?
0: Just, it made you feel, I I use this phrase all the time, like, uh, maybe not then, but I use the phrase of, uh, I'm covered in unhurtanium, this secret web and this shield of, this shield of armor that's uncrackable. Like, I can, I can crease it and put a crack in it, but I'm not letting anybody else put a crack in it. So it gave you the confidence you needed to make that happen. It let you understand, like, wait a minute, 45 minutes earlier... I failed this evolution. I failed the life-saving test. Four five minutes later, I passed the exact same test. I was no fitter, no stronger, not a better swimmer, not a better water treader. Like nothing changed but one thing. And that was what was between my ears. Like I just I had a higher purpose. I had a higher passion. I understood that. I fought harder for it. And I successfully completed that, that evolution.
1: Excellent. So you're saying it was your why? It was that you had something that was further out there that made the struggle, yeah, that made nothing strategically changed for you.
0: I didn't learn how to trade water better. I didn't learn any skills in that little 15 minute, 12 minute, whatever it was, interim between the first attempt and the second attempts. He just realigned my paradigm. I know this now. Back then, I was just like, fuck, I got to do this shit. He's going to kick my ass. You know, it was right. different back then, but now I'm, I'm a little bit older and smarter. But he just realigned my paradigm that says, like, you know, if you want something bad enough, you can accomplish it. You can do it. You just have to want it bad enough and understand why you want it. Got it. Yeah. Got
1: it. How do you see that um, translating in layman's world today? with maybe the people yeah. that you interact with, whether that's on in your, as your um, in your teaching phys- on the, as yeah. either a life coach or in the, in the gym.
0: Yeah. I see it all the time that sometimes we confuse the things we say with the things we do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we confuse the things we want with the things we say. Sometimes we say the things we want, but we want to do put any effort forward to do those things. So it's just a wish, not a why, not a reason. Right? It governs the, the strength of like, I don't know. Do you have kids? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming that you would do anything to protect your kids. You wouldn't just say that, oh, if this happened, you would do it, right? Because your why is strong enough. Your passion, your care, your love for your kids is strong enough to overcome any obstacle. Once you embrace that and the heart and the head connect, anything is possible. You just have to believe it or want it bad enough. You want to sacrifice. You'll sacrifice yourself for your kids. I'm sure of that. Right. right. It's, it's just, right. I don't know why people just do that. But yeah. most people just say they want to do things to be heard. Mm. They say they want to do things that, in hopes that their friends will validate their wish or their want or their little goals or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So what I do is put people to the metal, just like seeing what you Gower did for me. It's like, hey, hey, man, you said you wanted this. Well, I can go show me that you want it. You know, show me that you want it. Not don't show me, show you that you want it. You know, you don't have to be answer, You don't to, you only have to answer to the man or the woman in the mirror.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Or you don't, you don't try. You either do. No, or- a lot of people try. Huh? A lot of people try. Huh? They don't do. Right. right. Oh, I'm okay because I tried to make this happen. People are going to respect me because I gave it my 50%, 75%, 80% effort. Yeah. Right. And if you're OK with that, then you're OK with that. I don't I'm not if you're OK with that, you are. But what you told me was you wanted this. That deserves one hundred and five percent effort. That deserves one percent more effort than everybody else is willing to give for that cause.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Nice. Nice. I know that you've, you've said before that fear has the power to paralyze. But it also has the power to propel. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah.
0: Well, I believe that the, uh, the space between it, especially now, like in this COVID 19 that we're in right now, the space between the known and the unknown is called fear. And that fear does have the, the ability just to just paralyze it. It stops us in its track. I'm afraid to whatever it is you want to do, so I'm not going to. It paralyzes you. However, the people that are strong, the people that are committed, the people that are driven say the exact same thing I'm afraid to, I'm going to do it anyway. And the growth you get from that, man, you can't, the growth you get from that just makes everything else in your life easier, right? You've had that success, you've tasted the sweet nectar of success, you've tasted your ability to overcome something that was traumatic or dramatic or super spooky, however you wanna say it, you overcame that. So the next time something comes into your life, you're like, wait a minute, that's right, I did fall off that bike once, but I got back on and I rode it again. Now look at me, Willing, doing wheelies on a motorcycle. I ain't afraid anymore. You know, so it just changes the, uh, the set point or the balance point of your life. It just pushes up a knot every time you do something that you're afraid of. Or it can leave you right in your tracks and you just keep treading the same water over and over and over and keep asking yourself why you're not moving forward. Keep making excuses for saying what you wish, or what you want and not showing the actions.
1: Yeah. yeah, I love I love what you're saying on the propel. Is it's not first of all, it's not that people don't everybody isn't afraid. That that is like a universal um, pre wired experience that we have Absolutely. as primal human beings. But there's it's so a article
0: though. You know, I mean, yeah. think about all the things that you've done that you wouldn't have done if you weren't afraid.
1: True, it can be a yeah. propeller. I think yeah. that's what you say is it's 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 what you're attaching. What what's the feeling I want to have after the experience that I'm yeah. so driven by that whether it's freedom whether it's um the knowingness that you know more you know who you are you've tested your edges and that you're drawn by that I always say it's like nobody wants to get up at 5 15 to do exercise right feeling <laughs> afterward that you know how that feeling is that you're that you're driven by you're propelled by as you say yeah
0: which is funny too you say that like I love the word you use there there the feeling because as people set goals and set uh campaigns adventures journeys out there most of them always try to attach some kind of something to the neocortex, right? Some kind of data driven. I want to lose 30 pounds. That's great. But if you don't attach that feeling to there, man, it feels great when I lost this 30 pounds, I can fit in my dress, I can do this, I can do that. Now that's gonna keep you moving towards your goal. If you just wanna lose 30 pounds, just lose 30 pounds. Well, that's not very exciting. And your body knows that, your brain knows that, your heart knows that, and it, you end up falling off of that that pattern of or, or, or that goal. It's so easy to fall back because there's nothing that's emotional for you. You got to connect those two things. You got to connect the Olympic brain with what you want to do. So the word "feel" is the perfect word for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's it's that's what that's how we make our choices. We're not making them from left brain or. It's really like what is, you know, what is the sensation? What's the feeling? That's what talks to our subconscious mind. Is the okay? It's
0: the only thing. Right. And it Has no language, so it's only emotion. You know, it's
1: emotion. It's Excellent only motivators. Yeah. I know that you are renowned and esteemed in the CrossFit world. As I've learned this more as a leader and as a trainer, and obviously in these amazing races that you perform, what drives you to be to push yourself or to test your edges?
0: Yeah. Well, don't think bad of me, but share. <laughs> sure. I really like. <laughs> I kind of have to know. Like I kind of have to know what my breaking points are. I, I, I get off on knowing how much suffering I can endure. I get off on knowing how much pain I can endure. I get off on knowing, like, oh my God, I want to stop this walk or stop this bike ride or stop whatever it is. I wanna, I really wanna stop. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna keep on going. And how far can I take that out to a point where like, oh, I just got to stop, you know? And I've done that before. I've had a couple events where I didn't finish and it's in the head. You're like, "Mm, I'm stopping. I found that. I found the edge. I found the corner. Thank you. I wouldn't have found this corner without some kind of, for me, long endurance stuff, right? I wouldn't have found that corner. But now that I've found that corner, we can have a conversation later on. You got me this time. We can have a conversation later on, you know? I just want to know. I literally am on a quest to find out what my potential is, you know? getting older, getting younger, getting heavier, getting smaller, all those things, I want to know what my potential is. You know, I want to walk the walk that I preach all the time. So.
1: That is yeah. awesome. I, I, I <laughs> What I hear from you then is that you are not afraid of, quote, however you define it, if it's failure. You're not afraid. Like, I stopped. I, you, you see testing your edges. You define it differently or frame it differently than, I would say, a lot of other people, a majority of people who would frame it. Well, then I failed, and then they go into a – self remediation and, and, you know, and criticism, but it's, it's for you, you framed it like this is exciting. This is exciting. It is. And oh. that, I
0: have to correct you though, um, I do get afraid. I like being afraid because it's my motivator, right? So I don't run from the fear, it's my motivator. We'll take a local hero, a fireman, right? We'll put you and the fireman in the same place. Fire's in the building, fire makes a decision, I need to run the building, save the baby, or I don't run the building, whatever's the smartest choice for the fireman. You, your kid's inside the building, you can run the building and get your kid, right? It's not that you're not afraid of the fire, not afraid that the house may burn down, the kid is way more important. For me, finding those corners, finding those edges is way more important than succumbing to the fear. You know, the fear is there, it's real, it's ugly, it shouts, it yells at you and you listen to it, you just gotta, I'm sorry, you hear it, you just gotta realize that, do you wanna listen to it? And make your decisions based on it or do you want to listen to it make your decisions based on it right you can go either one of that street. the decision is still yours
1: right you just don't let it stop you,
0: you just don't let it stop you okay now that's okay we'll be on the real there are some fears that should stop you hey that alley looks dark there's a bunch of crazy looking dudes i'm afraid i shouldn't go down that alley that's a good thing don't go down the alley right so we just got to understand what fear is trying to tell us not let it consume us, right? It's a powerful emotion. It's a powerful, it's a powerful emotion. We just got to recognize what it's trying to do for us or what it's trying to, what it's trying to dictate to us and how we should use that right as fuel.
1: So if we're talking more specifically in light of the environment today, COVID-19, whether that's in people, I mean, I have um, an audience. There's some that are first responders. I have some that are leaders running organizations, small businesses. Um, everybody's from home. We're equal, We're all on an equalizer right now. Everyone's doing their, their jam from home. Um, what a- advice or learnings from your experience do you really recommend for people to help them be, you know? even if they have experienced a setback or they're um, have failed at something or yeah, yeah. they're really scared or they're uncertain about what's, what's to come. Like what are maybe your, and I know you have a slew, but what are top two or three um, recommendations or ideas that you have for people in these times? Yeah, I think
0: uh, right now, and this is what me and my wife and like our little business guys or our people around us are trying to do. And even my mentor is saying the same thing. It's basically hey, you know what? We are where we are right now. This is where we are. You can mask, we can glove, we can drive and stay home. You can do all these things, all these choices that you can have. And it's fine to do all those things. You should make yourself safe. You have two choices here. You can choose to let this pandemic keep you in the place that you are right now, in your business, in your life, in your home. You can let it root you right there and not take one step forward. Oh, because of the pandemic, I can't leave my house, therefore I'm not going to do anything. Oh, because of the pandemic, I can't do all these different things. Right? Or you can get your vision and your eyes and your mind and your heart into, well, what is my life going to look like once this is over? What can I be doing right now to ensure that I have some success in the new norm, right? some success in the new norm? If your mind is focused on the things that you should be doing now when this thing is over, whether it be one week, one month, one year, you're going to come out way better than the person that's only doing the things right now because they're afraid to do everything else. Hey, you know what? Masks and gloves are probably good to wear. I don't think you should wear your mask and gloves in your car by yourself. I just don't see a purpose for that. I'm not saying you shouldn't. If that makes you feel good, you should do it. But I don't see a reason to do that. If I'm out in public, right, I live at Home Depot because I love that place. Uh, if I'm out in public there, I'm going to wear my mask at Home Depot because it's the right thing to do. Whether I believe it's going to make me safer or not safer, it's the right thing to do. It's my, my social and civic responsibility to protect myself and protect others around me, right? I'm not going to wear it in my car because I just don't think that is necessary right there. So I think keeping your mind on where you want to go and if you think about any other kind of recession, we're probably going to go into an economic recession right now. Every other uh, recession creates diamonds, creates jewels and millionaires, because they're looking far enough ahead to see what is going to come, not staying to do what's happening right now. Right. You can't be afraid to steal second base. You got to lead off of first base. You can't be afraid. There's a chance you're going to get thrown out. But you got to think about getting to second base. Right. Think about getting thrown out. Chance, you're not going to make it. So the same thing, don't root in the, in the environment. not the word here. Don't root in like exactly what's happening right now. Understand it, be safe, make smart decisions, but keep your ideas in your mind looking towards the future because that's where it's coming no matter what, right? It's going to come no matter what.
1: Exactly. The choice
0: is what are you going to do when it's here?
1: And are you preparing yourself? Like, are you, what? Like, are you planting seeds? Yes. This is that this is that they're saying the winter. This is the time when it's it's are you planting, are you preparing? Are you creating your vision? Are you creating your vision? Pivoting, being creative. I there are a ton of businesses that are already that, you know, some of those I work with um, that are already doing that. It's amazing. You're right. There's going to be a ton of diamonds and everybody has an opportunity to be one if they're Mm -hmm. able to be in a calm enough space to be creative, if they've got if they've done their mental state their mental
0: state one thing i do love about this the 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 place that we're in right now is man you know what we are the the creative spirit juices are running right now there are so many new things to do i love the term new normal maybe i don't know (laughs) it's just gonna be normal but it's gonna be a different normal than what we had before it's gonna be a normal so hey what are you gonna do in that time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like i said what seeds are you planting right now that you can reap later on right the problem i think is this The space between the known and the unknown is called fear. And right now, we don't know when this is going to end, and that's the unknown, which creates this feeling of fear that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. instead of going, hey, man, look, if you're swimming, if you're treading water in the middle of the ocean, there's some land somewhere. You better pick a direction and go. (laughs) You're not going to go anywhere if you just tread water in the middle. Take action. Take action. Do something. Be wrong, but do something. Yeah, there's a better chance of being right if you do something than if you don't do anything.
1: Good, good. Correct? Yes, good. Anything? Any other thing that? What do you? When you do you? You know, obviously you're in the space between the unknown as well. Absolutely. So, so you could go to fear. So what do you do? You say you keep your you're you're keeping. I hear a strong vision.
0: Yeah, strong vision for sure. Knowing
1: your why. Yeah. Anything else?
0: I let my wife do all the research. No. <laughs> For real, she knows so much about what's going on. Now I know nothing. I'm like, uh, okay. No, for real. There's so much information. You have to be able to not be, again, paralyzed or cemented to the the information that's out there and all different facets. Good information, bad information, what to do, when's this, what? So much stuff. It too can be paralyzing. So I'm taking, you know what? I'm healthy right now. I'm going to keep looking forward. I'm going to be healthy later. I talked to my mom just last night and she's like, one of her friends just died. She's 80. Her friend just died. She goes, well, people are dying every day. (laughs) She's still doing what she has to do. And I love it. You know, she's maybe high risk. I don't know, but she's like, just keeping her, keeping her life going where it's not let this keep you down. You know, it's just, we're humans, man. We've gone through a lot of stuff. This is just one more thing we'll go through. We're quite resilient. We're going to make it through. So if you don't keep your eyes on the future, who's going to, if you choose to live your life in default, that's on you. You know, so we have to we have to have some onus and some responsibility, like what our life is going to look like, or even what our life is looking like now. Yeah. I walk my dog. Sometimes I wear a mask, sometimes I don't, but I still say hi to the person across the street, whether they have a mask on or not. Hey, how you doing over there? Mm-hmm. So we don't, oh, let's not make eye contact. I'm like, wow. Don't know sure what place you're in, but I don't wanna be in that place. You right. know, so yeah, right. keeping your eyes up. I'm looking forward. Keeping
1: your eyes up. I like that. What have you learned about yourself, if anything, during this forced time in this forced winter?
0: Let's go yeah. personal. On the, <laughs> on the maybe not so great side, Chris does not do good with open with open time space. I had this, I don't know what it is, drive, whatever it is. I, I can't have open time. So I thought that since there are fewer things to do, I would have more space to relax a little bit more, hang out a little bit more. I just find myself filling that with other things to do. So that's on the not so great. I'm like, I'm busier now than I've ever been. I can't wait for things to, to start again so I can take a break. No. <laughs> I'm just filling, I'm just filling with all the things that I didn't get a chance to or didn't make time for before. Yeah. I'm finding myself trying to tackle those things. Uh, knowing me, I'm a better way. My why is to find a better way and share it. It's like, they never end because I just keep adding new things to it. But that's why my happy place. I love being in there. Um, I think the man upstairs is telling us to hey, slow it down, take some time. If that's your kid over there. You should say hi, hanging out. Go for a walk, maybe play a game. You know, I think it's a good time for us to reflect and reach out again, reconnect with people that we care about. I find myself calling friends I haven't talked to in forever. They are like really good friends. I just chose to or didn't make time to do that before because I was filling all that time with uh, what I thought was important things, but we'll say less important things now. So I think that's coming out really, really well. I feel actually more connected to people via Zoom than... (laughs) Not have to fly to California to see them. I'm like, oh, it's a Zoom call. I have done more Zoom calls during this pandemic than anything else. So I think it's a good time to reconnect, to slow down, take a break, let you figure out what's important to you, right? Let you kind of reprioritize things. You should be maximizing this time so when this is over, you're like, wow, I really enjoyed cooking with my spouse or wife or whatever, Oh my God, I really enjoyed walking the dog instead of, or walking the dog longer than instead of a short little pee-pee walk, you know? So right. taking the time to appreciate.
1: Exactly. I mean, I hear that. I think you're like many. Um, I mean, I started to think about, you know, coming out of this in May 30th. I'm like, when I was, I mean, there was a part of me that's like, oh God, I, there's only... There's only 21 more days, or there's only this much more time, you know. So right. it's what's going to it is to take full advantage of this opportunity to reset, to reevaluate, to reconnect, like you're saying. To you know, I there are no coincidences, there are no accidents, so everything is happening purposefully. And so if we're looking for the reason, um, and to, and that this isn't the time to drop your dreams or ambitions, which I think, some right. people think it's just like you're saying, like, it, we just have to survive. And this is is what is goes through many people's head. And it really is actually a time to look at how we're going to thrive and double down on that. Yeah. As opposed to drop it, which I think can be some people's survival mode.
0: Yeah. There's a I'll caution a little bit. Hey, I am a coach. I'm a teacher. I'll caution a little bit with the phrase. What now? So what I heard you say was a date in the future that you think this is going to end. But what if that doesn't happen?
1: Yeah. But now. Yeah.
0: What next? Right. Yeah. So having that, in my opinion,
1: yeah.
0: false date that's there that someone else, you don't have any control of that. Someone else is dictating that for us.
1: No, you know?
0: right. I'm kind of setting, you kind of like setting yourself up for a letdown. If, Oh my God! On this day, this person's gonna come visit me, and they didn't show up. Now you're like, "Oh, wah, wah. they didn't show up. Yes. So by not having that, you know, the this, this space between the known and unknown, the unknown is the unknown, right? Right? And hey, I I wonder, do yeah. you want to lose thirty pounds, or do you want to lose thirty pounds in fifteen days? Well, it should just be thirty pounds. However long that takes is however long that takes. Right? Yes. Willing to do the work until the work gets done. Yeah. willing to do a work and putting a
1: time frame on it. Right. Yes. Good point. Yeah, I I feel, um, that I think what I'm hearing you say is be prepared for whatever way out there. And then should it happen earlier? You don't know if it's two years, whatever. Then if it happens earlier, you'll be like, Oh, I've got tons of reserves still left in the, in the gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't just planned for this. Yeah. Because there is, everything is uncertain. Life is uncertain. uncertain, Yeah.
0: Now it would be different if, um, Hey, we had a for a sure hard date. Well, you'd kind of make different kind of plans, but that's what we don't have. yeah we have a a body of people a governing body that's dictating when that will be, how that will look, what we're allowed to do. like we don't really have control of very much well, legally or whatever I don't know if it's legally, but we really don't have control of that very much now we're still individually we gonna do whatever you want to do, but really that's what we don't have control on. And that's where I think a lot of people are feeling the stress and anxiety is that, oh, the lack of information or the lack of an end date is creating all this stress and anxiety because most people have to have that start and finish to feel confident.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a little
0: bit of surrender is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've ever walked like a long, long distance to a, from a point A to point B, When you're trying to navigate on a map and you're just up and over, up and over, and you get there, you're like, oh, man, we've had to have gone 30 miles already. And you look at the map, you're like, God dang, we got another long way to go. How far? Hey, man, it's a long way to go. You're going to walk or you're not going to walk? Yeah. It's a long way to go. We got to get to it. Right? Yes. 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 It's a better way to not get let down.
1: That is, that's great. That's great. Tell me what it is that you are excited about for the future. And towards and moving towards in your own life. I know you've yeah. things on the docket and moving and you and creativity going. Tell me.
0: Yeah, um, I've really been working hard on creating a product that people can use to kind of develop optimal performance, optimal health, uh, mental toughness. Uh, it's called uh, tried it mindset. Um, found a partner that's going to help me. I hate writing. I hate typing. I hate all that stuff. But I found a partner that helps me kind of put all that stuff together. So pretty soon we're going to launch. Maybe in a couple of weeks we're going to launch the. Uh, um, the try, try that Mindset Academy, which allows people to gain that flexibility, gain that durability of mental toughness, right? Just like any other sport, it's a skill. You can learn the skills, the, the 12 tactics to become mentally strong, uh, to get you past points where that space between the known and the unknown, to kind of give you that resilience to be less angry, less unhappy, less motivated, right? Make you powerful, make you strong, make you healthy, uh, and make you keep moving forward. So yeah, that's coming on the, on the horizon. Um, I'm excited. You know, I own a gym, a big gym. I'm excited. I miss my people. <laughs> I do. I miss them. So I'm excited to see them back in the gym. I mean, that's where I thrive. I love teaching. I love coaching and, and I get to inspire somebody every single day. And that's kind of fun for me as well. So those are two things I'm really kind of focusing on right now. Good
1: for, you. Good for you. And enjoying yourself and slowing down.
0: Well, I don't know if I'm slowing down. <laughs> I keep putting more stuff in there, but yeah, enjoying the space. I think the, uh, the word the that I'm really, really kind of resonating with right now. is like gratitude. Oh man. You know, I'm grateful for this time right now, instead of being crushed by it. I am grateful for this time. Yeah.
1: Oh, Chris, that's such, it's a, it's a great way to end. I, that's exactly, that changes your frequency. Gratitude. <laughs> you can't be depressed and grateful at the same time. It changes your feeling. It, it changes where you're, you're moving your attention. Um, and that's what, if it is what's happening, be grateful for what it was happening. It is, it's in gratitude and find what is working well, because when Absolutely. you're paying attention, that more of it grows. So I, I agree with you. Gosh, that's yeah. so beautiful. Chris, I can't thank you enough for being with us today and sharing all of your wisdom and your experiences. And I'm going to make sure that we put the, everything that you're recommending or that you're working on in the show notes that, can you repeat what it is? It's the 12...
0: Yeah. 12 mental tactics or 12 tactics to mental toughness. Excellent. Optimizing health and vitality. Yeah. So pretty simple. Try to mindset.com. Again, we'll put them in the show notes. You guys can reach out and talk, uh, connect with us and we will get you going in the right direction. This has been so fun.
1: Thank you, Chris. You are, you are the, you are the best and you're the jam. We appreciate you and enjoy the rest of your experience. And we'll look forward to talking to you and hearing more from you.
0: Absolutely. High five yourself.
1: Thank you. Bam. Thank Uh you. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And may even use them in our upcoming podcasts go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.